Longing for Home on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I could not be more delighted to have uh, my former pastor, Dr. Stephen Yule. Uh, Dr. Yule, I'm excited that you're here to introduce our people to you as we prepare for our annual conference. You will be one of the plenary speakers at our annual conference. To, to let our folks know a little bit about you, Dr. Yule has over 20 years of ministry experience, including serving as a missionary to Portugal and Angola. He shepherded a local church, which is what I was a part of uh, for the last 10 years in Glen Rose, Texas. He now lives in Cambridge, Ontario with his wife, Allison, and their two daughters, where he serves as vice president of academics at Heritage College and Seminary. Dr. Yule also serves as an associate professor of biblical spirituality at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary as well. He, as we're going to talk about today, he's published extensively in a list of journals, articles, books, especially in the area of the Puritans, which I personally love as well. Dr. Yule is also a certified member of ACBC, and I'm so excited that he's going to be presenting for us at our annual conference this year on the topic of suicide. And so, Dr. Yule, welcome to the podcast. We are very delighted that you are here with us today. Oh, thank you very much. It's good to be with you. Now, what I want to do, if we can, is I want to work us through a couple of the ideas that Dr. Yule has written about in recent days, two that focus particularly on the Psalms. I find the Psalms such an intriguing book, uh, especially for what I would call the raw realities of life. Uh, Dr. Yule, you've written a book called Longing for Home, A Journey Through the Psalms of Ascent. And in that book, you mention to us the beauty of the Psalms of Ascent. Uh, You talk about the ways in which the Psalms of Ascent teach us how to look to God in every circumstance, how we're to fix our eyes heavenward. In what ways do the Psalms of Ascent help us to keep our eyes fixed upon our eternal home? Those are good questions. I think it, you know the question merits a, a couple of responses. Uh, firstly, when we read the Psalms, the Psalms of Ascent in in particular, it is uh, worth noting that um, I mean the experiences that the psalmists are going through uh, are our experiences. Uh, we can we can read the Psalms, we can immediately relate to, empathize with uh, their circumstances. I don't think there's a circumstance in life we can go through that isn't in some way exemplified in in the Psalms and in the Psalms of Ascent. And so there's just that relational aspect that we can uh, read them, latch onto them, understand where they're at. And in in the midst of it, the second part of the the answer is this, in the midst of it, they um, continually um, fix their eyes upon the Lord. And so from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. And there seems to be this continuous celebration of, uh, of firstly, God's power. And so there is the, the meditation upon God's creatorship, God's providence and sovereignty over, over the creation and all of life. There's a celebration of God's wisdom as seen in his works and in many different ways, 
and probably even eclipsing those to a celebration of God's goodness. And so you get this in the Psalms of Ascent, the entire book, again, but just the psalmist continually dwelling on who God is, his nature, and these three aspects in particular as revealed in creation in the psalmist's own circumstances and experiences. And so whatever it is they're going through, at whatever point, they just seem to always gravitate to who God is. And there is this habit, healthy habit, of fixing their attention, fixing their eyes, um, fixing their faith on, on the Lord and who He is and what He has done. Yeah, I think uh, the intentionality that we see uh, throughout the Psalms, particularly here in the Psalms of Ascent, uh, focus with great intention on uh, what's to come. Some people in their writings have called this future hope or gospel hope. I often use the term eschatological hope. Uh, Here you describe this um, passion of the soul, which is very readily uh, present in the Psalms of Ascent, longing for home or thirsting for uh, what's to come. I think this is a missing element often in the counseling room. So much in modern counseling, uh, pastoral counseling, what we see is a focus on trying to help the person with an immediate remedy of some sort. And we often, uh, we're satisfied by those immediate remedies. The, the Psalms really take a step back uh, and help us to focus on our hope on that which is to come. And can you just talk for a second about how important that is as we relate that to very practical ministry and personal ministry, uh, not to lose sight of the, the Bible's focus on uh, our hope that is to come, which is so present here in the Psalms of Ascent? That's an extremely important observation, and it's, it's one that, um, let's be honest, most of us don't want to hear. It's one that I struggle to hear, um, the reality that as we read the Psalms and uh, we hear the psalmist express, express anguish or pain, suffering in light of his circumstances, that often in the Psalms the circumstances are not resolved. Um, there's no immediate release. There is no immediate solution. There is no immediate resolution. Uh, what shifts in the psalms, in, in the psalmist's experience, is not the rectifying of situations, the solving of problems, the ending of, um, of affliction. What, what changes and what brings resolution is the psalmist's renewed perspective and appreciation as to who God is mm-hmm. in the midst of that suffering. That, that's extremely important today because we are a fix-it society. Mm-hmm. We are a society given to immediate gratification. We want answers now. We want to fix things. We want to resolve things. And so we should. I'm not saying that's completely wrong. There are Mm -hmm. times where there is resolution, Mm -hmm. and we should be taking reasonable steps and exercising biblical wisdom and looking for answers to problems. But many times, um, we live in a fallen world, Mm -hmm. and there are problems and circumstances that will arise in life that... um, we might walk, we might bear those difficulties our entire lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may not be any resolution in the here and now. Mm. And this is something the psalmists teach us, and it is extremely important. It is an invaluable lesson that where the resolution comes, where the peace comes, the comfort, the joy, is not in necessarily the resolution of the circumstance, but it is in the renewed 
understanding as to who God is. Mm. Firstly, who he is in the midst of trying circumstances, a God who draws near and comforts and strengthens and is with us. And not just that, but a God who has made unbelievable promises concerning the future. And so it's this realization that life may not necessarily go well, but it always ends well, because our hope is ultimately in the Lord, and we are being preserved, guarded for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last day. Mm-hmm. The psalmist show us how to live like that. It's a difficult lesson to learn, mm-hmm. extremely difficult. We'll be learning our entire lives, but they're so helpful in this area. Yeah, man, that's such a an important tenet, I would say, of biblical counseling and, and even just pastoral ministry all the way around. I think that's a, a critical uh, anchor for us to make sure that we're, we're representing in our ministry the, the same tone that we see uh, throughout the Scriptures. Primarily, we see this uh, in, the, in the psalmist. You know, one of the things, uh, Dr. Yule, I've heard you say about the book of Psalms uh, you borrowed from uh, John Calvin. He describes the book of Psalms as an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. I think that's an interesting quote and an interesting way that Calvin describes uh, the, the rawness of the book of Psalms and maybe the expressions of the book of Psalms. Uh, what, do you, what do the Psalms teach us about the inner workings of the soul of man and, and how we respond in our raw emotions and behaviors to our experiences or to our circumstances? And the, the, the Psalms are in many, many respects. I mean, all this is true of all of Scripture, but the Psalms in particular, they, they function as a mirror, don't they? Mm. Because as we read them, we see ourselves reflected in them in many different ways. And one of the most important is in this whole area then of emotion, of experience, whether it be at the one end of the spectrum of joy and celebration and delight right through to the other end of the spectrum of anguish and pain and lament. Mm. Um, And so the Psalms really capture um, humanity, what it is to be human, what it is to be a man, what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a complete being, and what it is to experience those emotions. And in the midst of those emotions, not deny their relevance or importance, not try to turn into some sort of stoic or something like that, but understand how in our emotions we can glorify God in making Him the object of our joy and in making Him the object of our lament. And so we bring our emotions to Him and seek by the Word, Psalms in particular, to then have those emotions informed by who he is. And I think this is, in, this is important in, in, the, in a counseling context because we can, we can run to a couple of errors, a couple of extremes pretty quickly. The one extreme is just the unbridled emotion, just mm-hmm. let it all hang out, right? Mm-hmm. And the other extreme, the stifling of the emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we see in, in the Psalms that, yeah, emotions have a, have a place, we're to give expression to them, and yet we are ultimately to do so in a way that is honoring to God, that is informed by, by God's Word. And the great example of this is the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put the Psalms on the lips of the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a boy, he would have memorized these Psalms, right? These are the Psalms he would have prayed in Gethsemane. These are the Psalms he would have prayed 
when he went off by himself uh, alone to pray. Mm. These are the Psalms he would have prayed before he chose the disciples. I mean, he would have lived and breathed the Psalms. These are his emotions, mm -hmm. his emotional life. Obviously in perfection, as a per the perfect son of, of, of God, but uh, we have in him then the great exemplar of what the emotional life ought to look like. We have it there in the book of Psalms, and, and I think this is this is something we've lost mm -hmm. um, to a great extent in our day. Well, that's so true. And, and as I think about emotions, we, especially in the counseling room, sometimes we fall into the trap to think that uh, life should happen in a snapshot, that uh, the, the, the correction or the remedy should be something that happens in the imminent. And, and even when we long for biblical ideals or, or biblical help, sometimes we think that that should happen tomorrow or, or this mm -hmm. evening. And uh, I think that's one of the things the Psalms remind us about is this is a part of life lived. Uh, Paul even describes this as these were things that he, he learned uh, in the pattern of life, and, uh, and he grew to learn. And uh, Jesus, even through suffering, the Bible describes it, that he's learning as well. So when we think about the Psalms and we bring this down to where all of us try and think about how to utilize the Scriptures uh, to minister well to our own hearts and then uh, to the hearts of others, specifically in the counseling room, just describe one or two ways that you see, how do you find the Psalms helpful in the counseling room? Oh, in, in a number of ways. Um... I've alluded to it already. Uh, one of those ways is it does give, uh, the Psalms do give a voice to the soul in that um, there is a psalm for every circumstance, mm -hmm. multiple psalms for every circumstance and condition, whether it be from the extreme of joy right through to lament, grief, sorrow, that um, they are so useful in that area in terms of expressing what we, at times, find it so difficult to say, mm -hmm. to put in words, to put in language. And so I think that's the, the first, in, the, in the counseling context, that's the first reason they're so beneficial, is they help people articulate what many times they find it difficult to express in words. Mm -hmm. Then not only do they accomplish that, but they then, in the midst of the expression of that emotion, point counselor, counselee, in the direction they need to go, which is heavenward. Mm -hmm. and, and no matter the circumstance or the condition, they are God-focused, God-centered, and there is this, and this goes back to your opening question, our opening remarks, just this, um, this constant emphasis on looking to God mm -hmm. and who He is and who we are. And then I think that the Third great advantage to the um, to the Psalms is they they give people some they move people beyond the analytical. Mm. I mean that that's why there are so many different genres. I think in Scripture, I mean the analytical has its place. Propositional truth obviously has its place, and they are there in the Psalms. Don't misunderstand me. Mm -hmm. But uh, truth is to be experienced. Truth is uh, to be part of our lives. And there is something about poetry, there is something about the Psalms that I think um, make the conveyance of truth that much more effective uh, in a counseling context. Mm -hmm. uh, that probably needs a little more unpacking, but um, I think it's very intentional, this idea of poetry, because poetry, song, 
isn't if 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 the goal of scripture was simply to convey facts truths well it would all be epistles mm-hmm. propositional truth statements but it's not you've got these large sections of scripture where it's song and poetry where whereby truth then resonates with the heart and so there's something to that genre itself which i think is very helpful in a counseling context no, i think that's so helpful and uh, i hope that our listeners will enjoy this discussion as much as I have as, as we've walked through uh, really just uh, uh, brief sections of content from two of your books, uh, Longing for Home, A Journey Through the Psalms of Ascent, and then the second one, which is more recent, uh, The Path of Life, Blessedness in Seasons of Lament. I think what that does, that, that second work, uh, which is really focused on Psalm 119, uh, it, it really helps us to see that uh, lamenting, struggle, difficulty is uh, very normative in life. That doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean to lessen the reality of suffering and the effects of suffering, but um, in, a, in a fallen, cursed world, that's a part of the reality that we live in. I think for our listeners, you'll be blessed to pick up these two books and, uh, and to read them, to see the benefit of the beauty of the Psalms, the real realities of the Psalms, and how they relate to the life that we live even today. Dr. Yule, thank you so much for joining us uh, for this podcast and allowing our people to get to know you uh, even just a little bit. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you want more information about our annual conference coming up in October, I invite you to our website at biblicalcounseling.com.